All right, y'all. Welcome back to episode 21 of the Eat, Drink, Travel Y'all podcast. I can't believe we're in the 21st week already this week. I am so excited to be sitting here with my friend and Walla Walla winemaker, Georgianne Robertson. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. You're welcome. Cheers. Yeah, cheers, you guys. <laughs> hear that you hear that clink and you know it's going to be a good episode um so we're sitting here in person at the beautiful yellow hawk resort where georgianne is there how long have you been here now i've only been here for a few months so i started may 3rd okay started may 3rd Uh, again yellow hawk resort is a beautiful resort and winery in walla walla looking over there did you say those were cabernet yes so those are in front of us exactly the cabernet grapes and vines and the blue mountains behind you yeah it's um it's absolutely stunning um yellow hawk resort was previously basil cellars Mm -hmm. which was one of the original wineries in the walla Walla valley i believe yeah it it was probably the uh one of the top or you know 55 or something like that okay so not super so not super super Mm -hmm. early like yeah like one of your top 10 and what we what are we up to I know there's over 150, right? I think um, there's 170, 170, but then 150 with tasting rooms. Okay. Yeah. Which so, is insane. Yeah, yeah. So you could taste wine here once a week at a different winery for, you know, two or three years. That's, yeah. that's our new plan because I feel like Marcus and I go to the same wineries over and over again. And we're like, okay, we're just going to get a list. We're going to go alphabetically. We're going to. Well, it's good to look at that guide. Because yes. then it's all broken up. Yes. And um, and I always like to go where where somebody like refers me to to go. Yeah. And some I know sometimes I know the people, the winemaker, and I like to go there. Sometimes it's like completely off the cuff and I like to go there too. Yeah, so, yeah. And fun. there's so much different just yeah, from super luxury to to you know, super small, um, large production to making five hundred cases a year, sparkling wine like we were saying, um we did the little photos out from before Yellow Hawk yeah. specializes in sparkling wine, which we do. We're know. the brand new sparkling wine house I love of it. Walla Walla. I love it. I th- I think it was a brilliant idea and um the idea came about because the vines that you're looking at were generally uh, not in a year like this, but in most years they would get some frost and things would um, need to be picked too early for what uh, the ripening wouldn't happen. So what we we decided to do it um produce sparkling wine because of this early um site we wanted to pick early and this wasn't the best year for it because <laughs> it was <laughs> so hot, hot. 115 like every day for like three days in a row like, yeah it was... it was crazy however that's not going to be the norm and you know what we picked early and all of our fruit is in. Your fruit is in. It is what, and September 15th today? September, September 15th. 15th. That is, that's and crazy, we've right? We've had a 10 day, not including weekends, 10 day whirlwind of harvest. It's, it's, I feel been like insane. last year they were bringing in fruit at the end of October, even mm-hmm. at a lot of, and, and Marcus worked harvest last year, my boyfriend with um, Spring Valley, and now he's working with Roti, and I've worked with Roti for over a year. So I've gotten to like, really see it for now a year like from like and, and i worked with wineries before but not living where the winery is and they're actually doing the production to actually get to see them like bring in the grapes and then the fermentation mm-hmm. and like all like the process has been it's been so cool but this year seems like it was just i can't just, y'all are done y'all brought in your fruit i mean and that is the way with sparkling wine but and white wine so i think kelsey uh from ita mm-hmm. winery is all in yesterday as well i saw she was getting close and i'm sure grow grain is yeah. all in also but so you harvest white whites earlier than reds yes. is that i mean i know at the one of the wines i'm working with we we have taken in the viognier but we haven't taken in all the syrah mm-hmm. or the mouvedre yet. and often the viognier like depends on the variety often the viognier is, is picked with the syrah so you can co-ferment it um so so it is it's an interesting time of year like because you're just um 
slamming every day. Here we were picking and then processing the same day. So it was a lot of very, very long days. And And we just had a, a team of three. So, wow. Yeah, we just uh, in your production facility in our production, which you Mm -hmm. said we're sitting at the tasting room right now. And again, on this beautiful hill overlooking the the mountains and the and the vineyards. And then so this is where the tasting room is and where actually this whole beautiful resort is that we'll talk more about. But then where you're actually making the wine, as you said, it's about four miles from here. Yeah. And actually, it's in Oregon as well. So there was some uh, logistics of licensing when we decided to change the processing. Uh, and we we took all of our equipment over uh, to that facility. Okay. So I don't know if you want to hear about the facility or No, not. I would actually like to you know. <clears throat> tell us, you know, we're going to get into your story, but since we are talking a little bit about uh, mm-hmm. just about harvest right now, which is a super exciting time of year and a very, you know, sleep-deprived time of year yeah. for anyone in the right wine now. industry. So I can't crazy. even believe you were able to sit down with me this week, and I thank you. <laughs> but yeah, tell us a little bit about your facility, where it is. Like, tell us how many bottles you're making in a year, and yeah, give us a little bit So of the facility was an apple packing factory. Very cool. And um, it's on a huge... I don't even know how many acres they have of apples. And they decided last year or the year before last, uh, maybe during COVID time, that it wasn't cost effective for them to pack apples anymore. So they have all of this room and they have a lot of cold storage. And it's amazing for us um, as winemakers mm-hmm. to have that access to cold yeah, storage. Yeah. And so uh, Todd Davis put in um, exactly the power, the water, the drains, everything we needed for a winery. And we moved in our equipment and it's been going pre- really well. Yeah. And it's just, you know, four miles away. So if, but honestly, I haven't seen this beautiful tasting room in quite a while. Yeah, well, I know. Again, <laughs> well, I mean, I've it's caught only you been at your, at your busiest time. I Since Shindig. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that? Was that three Three weeks ago. Three weeks ago, we were out here. There was a beautiful um, fundraiser event out here. That raised $165,000. for different nonprofits in the community. All goes back to, you know, Vital Wines was a big beneficiary, yes. as, as well as some other great things that do wonderful things for, for youth the in EV, the area. Uh, yeah, The EV and the culinary programs from the WWCC, which yeah. is pretty awesome. And. I, that was a really special night. And that was actually the first time that I had, it was a two night event. I hadn't, I had not had the pleasure of being here before. Um, it was really cool. And actually it was supposed to be on a much larger scale, had to be scaled back obviously because of COVID and and being cautious. Mm -hmm. But I think in the future, it will definitely have a more like taste Washington, like multi-day, there will be like seminars and, 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 Mm -hmm. and brunches and all kinds of things. And, um, Dan Thiessen just has such a great, vision for what he wants that to be and hearing him talk and and just it was it was so great to be able to 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 be a part of it it's it's amazing because uh that event was conceived i think my second week of working so that would have been like may May 15th or Mm -hmm. something like that and then it happened august uh 28 yeah i was gonna say like yeah 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 yeah, yeah middle end of august just so. yeah it was it was fast Dan was like we're gonna do it um if you're, if you're in the walla area you probably know dan and uh he's a well he's, he's a, a great guy to work yes with. he's he's, he's really awesome. I, I, i'm sure he is and he's just got so much great Are energy you and we're gonna definitely tell him to listen to this if we talked him up so much right um, but it was it was it was so fun and everyone here was just so excited to be here and just seeing people give to such a great you know, a great cause, yeah. really, really giving money back to your community, raising money for farm workers, raising money for kids in the area. Just, yeah, $165,000. And yeah, that goes a long way. Yeah, long. yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Amazing. We're in a town of, you know, collectively in the two counties here, it's, you know, 60,000. So mm-hmm. that that really does make a big difference. And absolutely. I know that was fun for you. Did you have a good time? Or were you just like working I so did. crazy? You like- know, it, I was working the event, but it was work fun work. Work and I love that. Fun was, work is the best. Kind, yeah, right. <laughs> and it was it was really uplifting because um, when you see uh, um, events that are very 
bureaucratic or they've been around a long time. They follow a specific path with a lot of rules, but not here at Yellowhawk. No. Like anything. It was, it was, well, it was the first and it was one. So and, fun. And it was so great. The band. The, yeah, I did a lot of dancing. And I, I definitely <laughs> made Marcus dance with me. I'm, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a horrible dancer, and I don't always want to dance. But Elaine. I was, I'd had enough. Yes, very <laughs> Elaine Seinfeld vibes. God, I knew I liked you. I just, I, my favorite show of all time. Right? Seinfeld is the best. But we had, we had the best time. But let's let's back up a little. I want to talk right. more about Yellowhawk, where they're going. It's such a, it's, again, so beautiful and so cool what y'all are doing up here. But let's get a little bit of just like your background, because I you are one of like only two people on the podcast, actually, that I didn't really know super well before we sat down together and, and know a little bit about you and know you've, you know, traveled and done some really cool things. But <laughs> just tell us how you got into wine, your story of ending up here. And then let's go from there. All right. Well, um, so initially uh way back when i went to restaurant and hotel management school so i'd always been interested in hospitality um and that path took me to japan and there i was going to learn japanese so i could work with japanese um tourists in vancouver canada because van uh, vancouver was where i wanted to live i'm mm -hmm. canadian and i'm grew up Beautiful in Saskatchewan. city <laughs> So it's amazing. So anyway, I took a long time to learn Japanese. And in that long time, I met an American, got married and moved to the USA. Where were you in Japan? I was in Osaka. Okay. Yeah. And a little from... bit Kobe. I lived in Kobe yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but. And how long were you over there? I was there almost four years. Wow. I know. Wow. Gosh, I, just, I had a ball. Uh, Japan I is such it. a, I mean, and I've traveled all over the world by myself as a female and just Japan is such a great, it's, it's like exotic, but it's also very like, if you feel very safe as a woman, you being, do. being alone, everyone's so polite. I, I just feel like it's such a, yeah. I, I loved Osaka and Kyoto too. You just get on the train and be there in what, an hour and a half of yes. the high speed train. And if Nara. that, like, God, so how, and you're so, right. The safety of Japan yeah, is really welcoming. And but, and so how did you, and you just, how was your interest in Japan? Did you just kind of like, just, oh, what made you have a love for that? Well, I didn't really have a love. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this is the way my life goes. I meet somebody and they say, well, you should do this. And I'm like, hey, that's a good idea. So I was in Thailand. Oh. I had won a trip anywhere in the world in a golf tournament. What? And I'm not a good golfer. I was going to say, you play golf too? My God. Well, I do play golf a little bit. But uh, do you want a trip anywhere in the world? You got to be yeah. kind of good, right? It, like, Well, no. It was, <laughs> it was a... <laughs> I knew the marketing director. We worked in the same building and he, it was a... I, I just had a feeling I was going to win. And it was a... <laughs> A baggage draw or something like everybody got a claim ticket and he drew my name. I think he like <laughs> a little older. Maybe he just rigged it. Maybe I don't know. You. Who knows? Um, Might so, have had a crush on her, guys. I don't I know. I think he <laughs> lost his job over it, though, because he uh, said to me, uh, it was supposed to be anywhere in North America. And I'm like, ah, oh, North America. Like, where am I going to go? Like, Big deal. <laughs> and he said, OK, I'll make it anywhere in the world. And I said, all right. Going to Japan. <laughs> Actually, I, I went to Thailand. Oh, okay. yeah. So, so went I to went to Thailand. So you went to Bangkok. You went to? To Koh Samui Phuket. Yeah. and um, Phuket. And this was a while back. So it was my brother and I. Because, well, I won't tell you that other diversion of the story. But... <laughs> And we had a ball. It was like an epic trip. We were there for a month. I met a girl from um, that was living in Japan. She was American. And she said, oh, you should come to Japan. It's awesome. They're looking for English teachers. And I'm like, done. I was there six months later. So uh, it was really a good uh, segue of my life. I love that. <laughs> that, that. That's amazing. And God, I just on a, another note entirely, I just miss traveling. And I, oh, I yeah, Thailand was my last international trip before COVID. Oh, I was Bangkok man. and did a lot of little outside areas. And I just... Yeah, one of really would love to get back there. Obviously, Japan too. So, so you're you're moving to Japan to teach English, though. That's what you were doing. That's when you what moved? I was doing. Okay. And then, do you want to hear the recent Japan? Uh, I, I want to do that too. Yes. So recent, 
we're going to fast forward until uh, just last year. Mm-hmm. I was um, laid off during COVID and I'm like, what am I going to do? I'm looking at jobs and there was a job for a sparkling winemaker in Japan. And I'm like, damn, I'm going to apply. Yeah. So I started talking to the owner and we talked and talked and talked. This went on for months and we thought COVID would be over and it never was. I talked to the former winemaker. Anyway, um, I got the job and I flew over to Japan in January and we were all excited. I got off the plane. I went through customs and they said, and the guy starts like sweating profusely at the customs agent. And they're like, oh, you must follow him over to this room. And I'm like, I don't like he looked sick, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I did. And they said, you have to leave. This lady came in all business and she said, you have to leave right now because you, you're on the next flight out. And I'm like, why? And they're like, your your visa, you have to be a resident already it's a resident visa it didn't make much sense but anyway they shuffled me on the plane and 15 minutes 15 minutes later when i was back in seattle oh another God. 10 and a half hours Jeez. they put me in the same seat um <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you're going over there you think you've gotten this job making sparkling wine and and you get off the plane and they're like no no no, no, no. not and today I, not ever and i remember mm-hmm. that was like the first time so I, I knew that I had read about when you got your job here, but then we have a mutual friend, um, Liz Wiley, Liz Wiley. who we love from Roti Sellers. And I remember her telling me, she's like, I have this badass girlfriend. She's going to Japan to make sparkling wine. And then like I was reading about you here <laughs> and I met you and I was like, that's your friend, right? There's definitely not another like little firecracker that was like going over to Japan to make sparkling wine, obviously. She's like, oh yeah, that's her, Georgian. Yeah, so I said goodbye to everyone and then I'm back. And then you're back. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm honestly really fortunate because I don't think I would have got this position if I didn't make that leap. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of funny how things like that. Well, work. and so what were you doing like that in between time when you when you were you know you, you went to Thailand for a month, you went to Japan and, and and taught for four years, and then what you came back to Vancouver, you came back to Washington State. No, no I moved. Uh, so I moved to the U.S. Um, uh, right after that because I got married in mm-hmm. Japan, mm-hmm. moved to the U.S. and uh, became a um, mother, and. It was a really amazing time for the, you know, we moved to Connecticut and then to uh, things were great. Company went public. We moved to Sedona, Arizona, became pilots. You're a pilot? You're a licensed pilot? Yeah. It doesn't end with this woman. You're amazing. I wouldn't say I'm a good pilot. (laughs) I'm a good (laughs) co-pilot. Hey, are you certified? Can you get the plane there? I mean, it's it's very impressive. Well, anyway, it was was an interesting time of life. And um, so during that time, I had two kids and I would kind of have a had a different lifestyle though. It was like this 50 style and it didn't work well with me. <laughs> like, cause I didn't want to be a stay at home mom yeah, for, yeah. you know, once my kids were in school, I was bored. Yeah. Yeah. And at that time we had moved to Sun Valley, Idaho. And, um, so we were just, or we, I became like just super intense into sport and had met my, um, ex-husband now mm-hmm. <laughs> through, uh, tr- um, sport and he had been in the bicycle industry. Okay. And so uh, we got into triathlon and mountain bike racing and road racing. And I loved it. So I would say I'm kind of a competitive person. Okay. <laughs> I can see that. But I can see that. I like being competitive, yet um, afterwards, I don't, you know. It's not like I'm holding a grudge if I lose. Yeah, you know, that that mean at the end. (laughs) So that's how I know Liz Wiley, too. Oh, because she's a big biker, of course. She's like an amazing triathlete. Well, so when did you move to Walla Walla? I moved here in 2017. Okay. And that takes us to why? From Idaho? From Idaho. Yeah. Got into the wine industry. Um, Well, I was in the wine industry. I thought I'd be in... uh, 
sales Mm -hmm. and get into distribution. And then I realized I didn't like this drinking and eating every day big amounts because I was very, I was a personal trainer at this point in my life. And, um, uh, it just didn't fit with my lifestyle. So, but when I was studying, um, the wine, like certified wine specialists and sommelier, I, sommelier, not so much, but certified wine specialists really touched on chemistry. And I loved that part of the winemaking, uh, part of, studying. And at that time, my son was graduating from high school and I was researching what he should do. And I said, oh, Clyde, you have to uh, apply to enology and viticulture school. I think you'd really love it. And he said, mom, I I don't love it. You love it. You love it. (laughs) You should apply. And I was like so nervous, but I've always loved education and continued learning everywhere I was. But I thought, why not? So, so I did it and and I was nervous to see if I would get accepted or not, but I was, and it was a great, great two years. Yeah. Yeah. We've got a great, a great program here. And Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, and now my consultant is my former instructor. So, oh my gosh, I wouldn't <laughs> say I would do this wine, uh, sparkling wine venture alone. I'm too too much of a newbie, and but with his uh, consultation, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. So I feel like harvest back, circling back around to harvest mm-hmm. went very very well very well this year yeah yeah and i mean and this again your first harvest with this team yeah um and just again if you are not in the wine industry i just being here last year for it and seeing just you know marcus working with the winery that was doing it it just is seven days a week it is 12 hours a day it is it is um it is a beast it's a beast <laughs> yeah like people, we're excited for it, but it's just, it is. It's like it's when the really cool stuff oh. happens, but it's, Ashley she's a busy Trout. lady. Ashley Trout. I need, I, th- I need to text her about something too, Ashley. Um, <laughs> I'm like, you're writing me of something I need to do. <laughs> Another fabulous lady in the Valley, Ashley Trout, uh, yeah. Brook and Bull, Vital Wines. Um, she's, she's, she's amazing. She is amazing. Yes, very, I, I, I have her. I want, she's definitely coming on the podcast. We haven't scheduled it yet, but. And she lived in Japan also. She, yeah, she did. She was in. She, in, she was in like, Hokkaido. Okay. Hokkaido, yeah, she, yeah. A little more extreme. A little, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Where is Hokkaido? Is it in the northern? No, like way cold. Yeah. I don't know if it's south or north or what. Yeah, but it was cold. So, it was cold. Yeah. No, not for. <laughs> coming from Canada, I did not want to go Yeah, cold. you're like, I want to. Oh, I man. Maybe like the southern part of Japan, little islands. I, I, I Ishigaki. really Ishigaki is amazing. Yeah, is that like one of the little fisherman villages down there? Yes. I when I went to Japan, um, I was there in 2018. I was there for almost was it three weeks, like 19 days or something by myself. And I I flew into Tokyo and I did like five or six days in Tokyo, and then took the train down to Osaka, and then went to Kyoto. And I just I, fell in love with Kyoto like I I was supposed to actually go back and spend a few more days in um in Tokyo before I flew out but I I just like Kyoto just like stole my heart did you read memoirs of the geisha no I need to before I I go back I will do it okay no do I need to read it because that (laughs) and then Kyoto is where all the geishas are and it's just like a very special part and what I loved about that city is it was just so like strikingly uh, modern and also so strikingly traditional mm-hmm. and so like seamlessly intertwined you can see like the geishas and this like the temples but then you'll walk down and see like a skyscraper around the corner and it just yeah and it all just melts together so beautifully <clears throat> really a really cool area is there did you do a lot of wine drinking when you were i actually when i was in when, japan when i was in japan i was not drinking at the time i was taking uh, some time off from drinking and i <laughs> did not get out and do the bars and the wineries and the the sake like i wish i had i'll tell you the one the funniest wine story because i had gone to restaurant hotel school mm-hmm. so i f- felt like i knew quite a lot about it <laughs> 
I didn't. I knew nothing. (laughs) But I did know what a Grand Cru was. So it so happened my girlfriend was a singer at a bar called the Golden Key Club in the Osaka Hilton. She had met one of the high flutin guests that invited her to his cabin on Lake Biwa, which is about an hour away. So she's like, hey, do you want to come to the um, cabin with us or with me? And I'm like, yes, I do, because nobody has a cabin. So we get out there, this cigarette, we we get picked up in a Mercedes Mm -hmm, limo. mm -hmm. We get out there, this cigarette boat, like, Don Johnson style picks us up. <laughs> There's all these beautiful girls, Japanese girls in their little bathing it. suits and wearing cutoffs and, <laughs> and like t-shirts. And But we had some other clothes with us for the fancy dinner. So anyway, we had a ball that day. We like went water skiing and tubing and all sorts of things. And then that night, we went to the fancy restaurant and <laughs> They asked me to order the wine, and I said, I would like a 1963 Chateau Margaux. And they were like, oh, Gomenasai, we only have a 1965. He said, okay. I'm like, that'll do. That'll That'll be all right. That That would be acceptable. That was pretty funny. Uh, (laughs) I remember tasting that wine, which was quite a while ago, and it was very smooth yeah and you know it had age on it mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it was amazing but <laughs> and did, did they do like i feel like i've i've recently seen like sparkling sake is a thing i don't know is it okay that sounds awful though <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i saw that read about i haven't had it personally maybe i'm making it up in my just i i would say this i'm not a big sake fan really okay yeah. and i know that i'm kind of like weird about sake and beer like i like the cheap stuff better i am with you there definitely on the beer like if you see me drinking beer oh. i am drinking Coors Light, pbr rainier i don't want an a fancy ipa you. like i i like fancy wine yeah and, i like you know fancy wine, i also can do you know I don't, beer. yeah not, not for and me sake i like the hot stuff and they're like really That's the worst i can't do and the i hot don't sake i gotta you know how sometimes you drink something a little too much and then you don't want and to then you can't have it anymore for years and yeah, years and no, years that's that kind of me with that that was but. yeah gin for me for a long time <laughs> <laughs> we've we have all been there um i feel like well and so what sparked your interest in like sparkling because you i mean was it it wasn't you were already interested in sparkling before, I was. and then this just like all lined up for you but like what i mean i just love sparkling wine because like who doesn't want a glass of sparkling wine, champagne, Prosecco, Cava, whatever? It's just so... I'm with you right there. Probably that was my entry into sparkling because I love it. I love delicious. a lower alcohol wine. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, when I went to school there, they were like, what do you want to do when you grow up? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of thing. Not... This was EV school. Yeah. So I said, uh, I want to make sparkling wine. And I felt I was going to make it in Asia. And I thought in China. So I said, I want to make sparkling wine in Asia. And that was kind of a weird statement. But that was exactly what I wanted to do. Wow. And the reason I wanted to make sparkling wine, I think it's a difference between, um, like, let's say if you're a baker, making a Rice Krispie Square which would be your basic wine mm-hmm. <laughs> versus a croissant, which would be very complicated, you know? Yeah. So that's exact. I like those other processes. Yeah. That not, so the barriers to entry are greater. Not everybody's doing it, but I knew I couldn't stay here because nobody was doing it. And, yeah. uh, and that's why I feel fortunate that it all worked out Yeah. here in Walla Walla. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you know, Again, I love sparkling wine. I feel like it just continues to be more and more popular. And now, of course, like the the natural sparkling wines at Pet Nats are, are very popular mm-hmm. as well as like, you know, there's still, you know, we have Treveri and, um, you know, in Yakima doing like the, the traditional champagne method. But I feel like in Washington State as a whole that like the natural sparkling wine is a, a little more popular. Tell us a little bit about like your process and like how like the the bottling and actually you know the production is different from like regular wine 
Sure. So you start with a, making a good base wine. Um, now with sparkling wine, your base wine is going to have a lot more acidity to it and it doesn't always taste great. It tastes like shockingly acidic. So then you put a little um, tirage in it. So a, a little bit of sugar and a little bit of yeast and put it in the bottle for that second fermentation. Now, the wine that you're drinking, Steph, doesn't have that process. This was a forced carbonated wine. We made it like fast because I started May 3rd. So it wasn't like that we had a year yeah. to make it. Yeah. Yeah. You go, you've made this since you've been here. <clears throat> yes. Okay. So the, but the wine that I'm making this year, um, I already have a Chardonnay and Pinot Noir that's uh, fermented dry, which means that there's no more sugar in it. So that'll sit there, just creating some characteristics, and then we'll put that tirage in it and bottle it, and then those second fermentation starts creating. Um, and then you degorge it, and mm -hmm. you can top it up with a little sugar if you want, depending on what um, uh, sugar level you're looking for, but mm -hmm. I like an extra brute. I, I don't love a, a natural mm -hmm. because I think it's too acidic. Like it yeah. hurts my teeth. Yeah. So I want a wine that's low alcohol, like around 12% or lower, um, that you can sit by the pool, sit here in this beautiful resort, mm -hmm. go to the restaurants, mm -hmm. And drink it and feel great. Mm -hmm. Drinking, yes, drinking a whole bottle if you if you exactly. want to. Exactly, you're a not going to get half. like really. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not going to hit you with like a hammer. Yeah, so. and you guys are doing you're doing your rosé. Your why? How many are you? Did you produce this time? And then how many are coming up in the and what's your processing now? Yeah. So the so we have three levels. We've got the bubbles, which is what you're drinking, the force carbonated wine that was white, red, and rose. So we don't want to like make it complicated for people, like, hey, you got a white, you got a red, you got a rose. The next level is our one year um on the production level. So that's a traditional method. I mean, you could call it like a, almost a Prosecco method because it's so fast and we're doing a little bit of science in there to produce it that fast. And, and then uh, our long-term, it'll be two years in the bottle. And okay. so a lot of different, um, is that typical for sparkling wine? I, I drank a lot of it, but I feel like, you know, I don't have all the back end information. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, depends. Like, so let's say Runar mm -hmm. in France, they will keep their wines for up to 10 years in tank and then do blending because they want to keep consistent consistency year after year. This is their non-vintage wine. Yeah. And I think that's really No, I've amazing. read about that. And then they have that to, to mix as yeah. all the vintages come in. I, I read something about champagne and I was just like blown away how interesting that is. I know. That's so amazing. And so next year we're having um, some concrete tanks and some large oak, neutral oak vats for our downstairs um, here at Yellowhawk Resort. And that'll be really interesting for guests coming in to do a um, tour or, and they, they can touch and feel a little bit of wine mm -hmm. and it'll be comfortable setting. So that's another part of the resort. Well, and, and okay, so let's touch on this stunning resort that we are sitting at right now, which again, Basil Cellars originally, and I think the, the, it, you guys took it over less than a year ago. Hasn't yeah, been it was, um, that just, long or I think it was, uh, like day before Christmas okay. or something. So they yeah. Took it over. So, so very, very new. And again, just a stunning facility, um, for you guys listening and just, yeah, lodging, beautiful pool. And I know that there's plans to expand. I think I heard there may be another pool going in and, yes. and lots of cabanas like in the around, like, tell us just a little bit about this beautiful you have the best office <laughs> <laughs> i do it's not going to be for long though unfortunately um but 
yes, there's a plan to put in an adult only pool and there, <laughs> there will be cabanas around that pool and there will be cabanas around the other pool and guest club members will be able to rent those cabanas as well as uh, guests staying at the resort can Love rent it. them. Um, Another reason to be a club member. That's here, right. I mean, and the sparkling wine, obviously. <laughs> and so um, we wanted people to be in touch with the vines. Like you can't really stay in the vines here yeah. in Walla Walla. Yeah, you really can't. There's no hotel like where, yeah, you've got some great options downtown and yeah, I mean, I guess you do have Airtage, but it's a little bit removed. Right. And so these bungalows are going to go through, uh, in little pods, little communities throughout um, the vines. And we will be replacing the vines with more sparkling style vines. Mm -hmm. But until then, um, we have these vines and then these uh, little communities of maybe pods of five here and there and just all, where we're looking out right now and behind yeah us, we have like, 81 and, acres and, here and, oh God, so it's, it's quite amazing be spread out like you'll be in a vineyard and you're in a little bungalow yeah so Walk we hope you drive up yeah you drive up you give us your keys you get your golf cart and you go to your bungalow oh you get your golf cart yeah you get your golf oh, cart oh my god stop <laughs> it i stayed i can't it was in wine country and I think it was like the Silverado Resort. It was in north of Napa. Uh -huh. And and that was a it was a only golf cart. You you did. You had to like turn your car in. They give you a, I didn't know y'all were doing that. Okay. Yeah. That's amazing. Okay, what's so, the timeline on this? Tell us, Georgian. When can we so expect to come I here and get our golf cart and check into our bungalow? I'm imagining there will be some of this going on by next summer. Oh, God, then there's also so. a spa. <gasps> so this is hopefully part of my contract <laughs> yeah you're like i get free spa treatments i for need life. a lot that of is, spa days. that's part of it okay and you get a guest i hope i will be coming <laughs> with you that right that's what we'll be doing so convention center spa and then a 300 person facility down um, below where the winery used to be wow with our like boutique winery cool just space. event space and mm -hmm. just yeah and then a restaurant here as well full service okay so, well and you, you know they do that right yeah oh my gosh well and you guys are i don't know if you're a part of fire and vine but you're yeah, connected we are. to that okay hospitality mm -hmm. group which is um you know if you're in the seattle area obviously familiar with el gaucho and that's the same hospitality group exactly. that owns aqua. all of those aqua yeah heirloom um so it's you know it's a small kind of a small world in the hospitality it community is. and like walla walla state co here in walla walla is connected to you guys as well and you know they sure we've are. worked with um with fire and vine el gaucho all their restaurants a lot marcus and i have and just you know big oh, wow. big 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 fans and again just a small world I and know. then like beth sent me an email um you know beth from y'all's pr team when when you're just like oh the shindig like it's coming <laughs> up and we're you know we're we're doing it like it's the yellow hawk now and i actually drove by when they were changing the sign oh from did you Basil Social. and it was like right before it was like less than a month ago i was like oh, they're doing it it's oh like, it's, it was it was what like a just day before Right before the I mean, I was like, I saw the sign go up a couple of days ago. <laughs> you guys, you guys got it. Like, but it, it is. It's so great, and um, that's just such a, it's such a great group. There's so many talented, just chefs and professionals that that you know I've eaten at many of the El Gauchos and just like you know love Maggie who was at um, Heirloom and now I think she's at Aqua, um, in downtown Seattle and the executive chef Maggie Maggie um. Trulio, I may be misspeaking on her last name, but she's a very, very talented lady. And Marcus and I used to just, when we lived in downtown Seattle, we could walk down to Aqua awesome. on the waterfront. And oh my God, we would go just when we were feeling very splurgy and we would get like a <laughs> bottle of like champagne and oysters. And well, and that's an amazing thing about winemaking here is that we have an instant sales stream yeah so all the restaurants will carry our, our okay sparkling. so you can so el gaucho and an heirloom and mm -hmm. aqua all carol all carry all the yellow hawk um, yes. bubbles okay and i believe we are by the glass at all the restaurants okay, now. okay. can you buy that. can you i know it's it's hard to keep up with it all right <laughs> can you so obviously you can you know purchase the wine here and i'm sure online online and it sounds like you can mm -hmm. get it by the glass or by the bottle in the restaurants um you guys aren't doing like any 
distribution to we don't we yeah. don't have any distribution yeah. so you gotta at come all. out here guys you gotta yeah. or go many, online how much are y'all making a year I'm, this is my, um, my favorite question how many so, cases do you make a year so i was just figuring this out because uh, <laughs> we just have all our fruit in uh, but probably of our first year um that first turn wine uh, we will make um 600 cases okay and then of the second year mm -hmm. another 600 so then those 600 will be able to leapfrog every year of the bubbles we made um a thousand cases of okay. bubbles white and bubbles rosé okay and 300 of bubbles red Okay. So small lot of bubbles red because we used all estate fruit for that. And it's it's an interesting one and, and it's a it's a different wine for people to have. Yeah. No, I I don't think I had y'all's red bubbles when I was here for the event. And I know like um, we weren't serving it. So, okay. Yeah. I, I know I had a lot of the white and I had a lot of the rose. <laughs> um so I'm like, I might have had it. I don't I don't remember it. Um and I know like Truberry was and again they have a red. They do mm -hmm. a red and I I can't think what grape it is. Is it a cab? Is it a, I'm not sure, but it's. I don't know what it is either, but I, I, it's I think a, I, no, it's a sweeter one. Yeah, it is and sweeter. And that's not, not my, I prefer very dry Sorry. like you. Um, no, she's a busy lady, you guys. You know, the phones just keep going off. But I just, we're just going to keep <laughs> All it. It's, the no, she's busy. It's, I can't believe she can sit down with me during harvest. Actually, I'm like, <laughs> well, we, a, we have our last we had but you're, I guess last... are at the end which is yeah. crazy again oh well, and so let's talk about that a little bit just so i mean there are certain grapes that are better for sparkling generally or does it depend on where you are and it sounds like you obviously you use more whites for sparkling so those are coming in earlier like tell us just a little bit about that well so basically you're picking on acid and people think we're a little insane to be making sparkling out of Cabernet Sauvignon, mm -hmm. out of Syrah, out of um, Cab Franc, but we brought in the grapes and pressed them immediately. So there's no skin contact. And th they basically come out either lightly rosé or white. And so our Cab Franc is we just pressed it yesterday. It's white. Um, our Cabernet Sauvignon ha has some color to it. The Merlot has some color to it. That'll go into our rosé. Um, but I'll, in sparkling, because it's such a long process mm -hmm. and it re-ferments, a lot of that color drops out. So it'll be just a nice light pink yeah. at the end of the, of the second fermentation. And... Uh, we have Semillon from our estate, which we do have an estate Semillon already uh, in a, that was made in a traditional sparkling method. And it was, it's really delicious. There was only 150 cases made. So, um, so we're upping our production yeah. and yeah, we, we're just deciding, Hey, let's, let's do things. We're not in France. Yeah. Let's do things differently yeah. we're in Walla Walla and see what happens. So. I mean, that's, and that's, that's how it should be, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. That's and we're so testing fun. a lot of, like, this is a test year also. So we're doing some uh, just fermentation, a natural fermentation. We're using some yeast. We're using, we're seeing what works for us using some oak, using stainless steel. And how, what, what do we, what do we like? What do I like? So I'm speaking for the public. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and on that note, like I always like what well, we touched on it, beer. You like light beer. Like, tell us what you're like drinking at home. Are you a spirits drinker, a wine drinker, a beer drinker? Um, I'll tell you last night after that <laughs> long, long day. last day of fruit, I made myself um, a turmeric tea and I put whiskey in it. And it was awesome. Turmeric tea. I can see that being good. And it was. A, did you a, do it hot or iced? I did it hot. Yeah. Oh, and, okay. And I, I, mean, cool I got off. in the hot bath. <laughs> and it was just. I love it. I have that yellow hot cup that's that uh, insulated. Keeps, yeah, I was about to say, I know what you mean. It's just everything keeps it it's super hot or super cold. And it, yeah. It's cold. Yes. So oh, I don't know. God. It was a really great way to end the day. That's <laughs> well, amazing. it was a night. Well, I was about to say, I know it's just, again, if you 
are connected to the wine industry in any way, you know, that harvest is in which again, crazy. You guys are, crazy. are about done. You said Kelsey's done over at Ida. I saw Yeah. Someone, I think it was like a, a Bay hop posting. They've brought in like 60 or 70% of their fruit. Wow. It's, yeah. Although I did um, message Brian Rudine today saying that we're done. And he said they're only 20% in really. So, and so but, Brian's over at canvas back and yeah. they do, do they do a lot of whites or no? No, they do, do one white. Yeah, they, they do, do one white. Okay. okay, no, their Riesling though it's is delicious. It's yeah. amazing. And usually like those can be too sweet for me. Theirs is perfect. <laughs> oh man. I'm just gonna have to go open a bottle of that when I get home, I think. <laughs> I, I have had many bottles of that. It is. It Actually, is I think yummy. he was pouring that here. Yeah. Um, at the event a he few was. weeks ago. He was. Yeah, the new and one. The Ashley was pouring uh, Vital. Vital, yes, so. which is, again, big shout out to Vital. We're going to have Ashley on the podcast at some point, but they're a nonprofit winery in the area that everything is donated and 100% of the profits just go to help with uh, workers in the wine industry yeah. with health care and just, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, really. It's she's she's really necessary. She's an awesome person. Um. But so, okay. And let's, let's, gosh, I can't believe we're getting close to like the hour, but let's talk a little bit more about just like the Walla Walla Valley and just harvest time is, is obviously so crazy and all the wineries are, are going nuts. What are, you know, have you, do you even have time? Do you get out to other wineries much? I feel like I have interviewed so many chefs and I'm like, what do you get home? And they're like, I don't cook at home. I'm just too tired. Like, so yeah. I feel like, am I asking you something that it's like, no, like I don't want to taste, you know, I, I know you're not out wine tasting, you know, once or twice a week, but not like, once or twice a week, but especially when I was in school, we did yeah, wine taste okay. a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, but I like lighter wines, but I like tasting, you know, especially when a friend has a winery, uh, I enjoy, uh, grow grain a lot love grain. and i worked with andrew at uh, seven hills winery when i did my internship oh my gosh so amazing small, uh, small world right it, oh my gosh so, so small, small. Mm -hmm. um and i i do like going to wineries that are in the vines so I agree with you. I just, for me, it's like, even if the wine is a little better, but you're, you're not tasting it, like how we yeah. are sitting here right now in a vineyard, uh -huh. really, it's just, I would rather have wine that's, I, I, this experience is so special. It's so much about sitting here and seeing the grapes and seeing the process, right? Yeah. yeah. So um, the Walla Walla Wine Alliance, Alliance. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah decided uh, to ask people, winemakers, where they would do, go tasting wine during okay. the day. Yes. And that was really fun. So that's just coming out um, next Oh, it's the, the Wanderer campaign. The Wanderer they, campaign. Yes, yeah. I just, yeah. So mine is um, Aluve, Roti. I don't know if they, they kind of changed, changed it up a little bit because, mm -hmm. um, some other people pick that as certain oh, ones okay. as well. So Some I'm not I, overlap exactly, but yeah, just when you go in and you can touch nature yeah. a little bit, I like that because I like. Well, where is I'm not familiar with Aluve at all. Oh, spell it A L L U V E. Okay, where where's that? That's on the south. Okay. No, sorry, we're <laughs> we're in the south. I I have a horrible sense of direction. You can just point, and I I won't. Okay, know. so <laughs> it's out Mill Creek. Okay. Okay. And JJ and Kelly um, Minozzi are awesome people, and they were both fighter pilots in the military. What? Yeah, they they would That's land. So cool. They could land on the on the ship, you know, mm -hmm. and gas up and yeah. take off. And uh, so they they have that winery, and it's fairly new, wow. and it's okay. Amazing Chardonnay. Oh, is, is that what that's they're specializing my, in Chardonnay? I mean, I think that's what I love is mostly you, yeah, about their wine. Yeah. Are they only doing Chardonnay? No, just, they okay. do a lot of different wines as okay. well. Okay. <laughs> that's in my mind. Yeah. No, for some reason. no. And it's a, it's a beautiful spot in the wines. Yeah. Okay. I got to check really them good. out. Yeah, have, again, there's like, I got to get the list and do it alphabetically because there's, there's so many. And then, you know, I feel like also we are starting to see a lot more sparkling here too. Are there any, I mean, you mentioned grow grain, which I is actually our only wine. That's the only wine club I've ever been a member of my 
Marcus and I joined it last year. He's, I think, done some wine clubs before, but uh-huh. I was just, it's very small production, husband and wife team, and they're doing like a lot of pet nats, but also just like the varietals that they're doing outside of the pet nats are just like really interesting and small yeah. and like things you haven't heard of. And their price point is also really good. It is you know, amazing. it's like you, their bottles are not very expensive. Um, yeah, I know you've been out. You, you were, yeah, you were just talking about them there, and they have an Airbnb out there too. You can. Yeah, I didn't even. I I knew that, but of course I'm not looking to stay in an Airbnb <laughs> yeah. right now. Yeah, <laughs> I think it, it, I get like very Palm Spring vibes from. I haven't been inside, but I I I need to go in. I need to hit them up and and go in and get some photos because uh-huh. it's it's and you can you sit you look over at the vineyards there too. And, Beautiful. And I guess are those I guess those are their vineyards. Yeah, they yeah. are. Okay. So that's, yeah, that's, there are a lot of wineries in vineyards, but there are a lot that aren't. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So, no, there are a lot. And um, I, yeah. But I would say that, you know, not everybody can have a winery in a vineyard. No, absolutely not. Um, but there's so many great wines here. And I do feel that there's this shift from these heavy reds to just like let's make things a little lighter absolutely and I, I found I, that in the last year yeah i definitely feel like too i i won't name any names but some of the more old school like very heavy mm-hmm. full-bodied like i feel like yeah i think people are lighter sparklier you know more lower abv i feel like i mean maybe not in wall wall yet but i also feel like well we've definitely had some you know like piquettes and things like that mm-hmm. or starting yeah. to get like more let's more just popular get interesting yeah and- Let's take a second too to just we've talked a lot about wine, a lot about Yellow Hawk. Um, let's talk a little bit just about being in the hospitality industry and just Walla Walla and what a great town it is. And maybe give a couple shout outs to like either some restaurants or shops that you love. A lot of people that listen are people that are going to visit here or love Walla Walla. Any anything yeah. in town that you just adore? Well, um, I love cycling here so any cyclist wine drinkers should always come to walla walla because it's very safe to Mm -hmm. ride here if you've got a gravel bike there's tons of gravel rides so you can ride all year round here which is amazing um and so i think that's a real big plus of walla walla i live right downtown so it's i can take my little cruiser bike anywhere (laughs) um but i love the restaurants downtown um uh i my one of my favorites brasserie four i was about to say no god i love it good is that place i am obsessed with it like oh my god I know. We love it. Of course, I love Steakho. Yeah, of course. Of course you do. <laughs> Walla Walla Steakho. Absolutely. It, and I feel like that's such a just, I just, I don't know. We go in there and you just, it's like a dress up place and it's classy. Yeah, I and love people it. Just, and they do like the table side, like flambe and like, it just, I don't know. I just, it's, it's so, we went in there one day and we were working on a project, I think with Visit Walla Walla. And so I was like, well, let's make our reservation at like 445, mm-hmm. you know, before yeah. people get in there, it's just easier for me to get my photos, you know, when the restaurant's open, if I go really early, that place was freaking full by like 455. It was just it's- packed. Like it's, they stay busy. And then Crossbuck next door, which is like a more casual, yeah. like, but I, I like place. some of the food at Crossbuck mm-hmm. to have in the steakhouse side. And they do that. They won't like discriminate. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> which I love. Which is nice. Yeah. yeah. You can order off both. But menus. that hatchet steak, I seriously dream about that thing. And I'm not even a giant meat eater, but it is so delicious. And I, whenever okay, I have a friend in town, okay, we go, gotta do it. Oh my God. You got to go with three people at least. Okay. Cause it's so huge. You can share it and take food home. <laughs> I love, I love so... steak and I'm with you. I'm not like my Instagram may say otherwise, but I do not eat meat every day. I do not eat it. Like yeah. and if I do eat it, I usually just eat it one meal a day, but I love a good steak. Yeah. And I love a good burger. And that's, <laughs> that's both of those. You got yeah. Crossbuck and then you got a steak code next door. And then there's a new chef there, right? From Seattle. Yeah. Rock. Rock Silva, right? Rock and Silva. We follow each other on Instagram, but I don't think we've met in real life. But oh, I, I've got to get so down there. Yeah. yeah. And, and the people, I think the people at Yellowhawk, uh, and Steak Co, Fire and Vine, they're all really passionate about what they do. We all work really hard, but we do it because we love it. 
So I think I see that in Rock and Chef Steven mm-hmm. uh, that works out here and at Steak Co. Mm-hmm. Like I'll see him here during the day. I'll go for dinner at Steak Co. And there he is. And I'm like, what the hell? Just... <laughs> I thought I was working hard. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. It is a very just like very classic. Just like, yeah, do you want like a fancy experience? Yes. Um, yeah, it's is fantastic. And then, yeah. Right. And they have a door. great wine list. And I, yeah, I was about to say, and I'm sure you can get any of your yellow hawk. You can get yellow hawk wines, but you can get anybody. Yeah. Like, so many great like. like uh, my friend, uh, good friend is Chris Figgins. They have his toil mm-hmm. and I love that. Yeah. Yeah. We no, go in there. Like, let's get a bottle of toil. Shall we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, though they're, you're making me hungry. Okay. I'm going, <laughs> like, what time is it? I'm, I'm getting hungry. Dinner, dinner time after this, I think bubbles and dinner time, right? <laughs> go to, go to Walla Steco, get some bubbles, get a steak. I mean, for me, like oh, I, yeah, I can drink and bubbles and steak. Oh my gosh. See, this All is day. you're the smartest lady in town. <laughs> <laughs> and so, bringing that back to here, though, so the, there is not a restaurant here. No, but, but we have um, the food truck, which everybody thinks it comes from the restaurant, but this kitchen is too small for us. So, we bring in a, a portable food truck, and then, um, like, the food that's served out of here mm-hmm. is. To die for so um and we paired it all with the bubbles as well and when is that available that's available every day we're open okay here. uh so actually i was thinking we <laughs> were open today because i couldn't <laughs> remember what day it was it is harvest, harvest. No, I, absolutely. Um, so i didn't bring lunch so i'm really quite hungry <laughs> I'm bummed. Well, lucky for you, we're just we're literally coming up on the sixty-minute mark, so we're so we're almost done. But Steph, be- I'm hungry. I'm like, all right, we're gonna have to cut this short. She's hungry. I'm hungry too because we're talking about steaks and burgers at Cross and Wall Wall Steak, though, which is making me very hungry. But um, tell us just uh, as we wind up, like um, so obviously you said in the next year this expansion is gonna start. Mm-hmm. You can already stay here at Yellowhawk Resort. You can. Yes. In the in the main house now, that's going to go away because okay. that'll be a conference area and spa, and then the bungalow or the cabanas around mm-hmm. the property. That those are going to start being built, I, I think, come November. <sighs> I'm ready. I'm ready to I be in a ready. cabana. I am. I, I will be Take here. Take me away. Let me know yep. when the groundbreaking okay. is. But you guys can follow. It's Yellowhawk Resort on yes. Instagram, their website. Um, get all the updates. But they, you know, put all the wine club, all the resort stuff. Um, so definitely keep up with. I mean, once this, even now, this is one of the coolest spots in Walla Walla with the lodging and where it is and this, these beautiful grounds. But once you guys complete these things, like this will be, there will be nothing like it in Walla Walla. No. And I think it'll be really the gateway to the South because, um, all there'll be, you know, 300 people staying at, um, Yellowhawk resort and then those people will go to the mm-hmm. wineries yeah, around the absolutely. area. So it's 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 going to be amazing. I and um, there will be cabanas, not cabanas. Sorry, there will be bungalows close mm-hmm. and then far as well. So because you said what you guys are sitting on 80, 81 a- acres, eighty one acres. Yeah. So yeah, so we have twenty one acres of planted vines, and uh, and so there is a lot of room, and then we're planning to do a farm stand with uh, our own fruit trees a garden and then that will we'll have everything farm to table here oh my gosh well and that's another just really special thing about the wall wall valley just it's such a rich agricultural hub i just the all the farms here and like i used yeah. you know i used to always go to the farmer's market on saturday but like i just go out to the farms now i'm like I'm just, yeah i can just go to frog hollow i can go to edwards down the street it's just like I feel like I, I talk about it on every podcast, but it's just if you love food and love having fresh local things, it's it's a really special place to be. It really is. And, and, so and everybody did, like, well, this year has been an exceptional production year. So uh, my girlfriend, Jennifer Hazard, she just is crazy about canning and I eat her produce every day. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm not a frog hollow 
at least three times a week. It's, it's and the flower. We, we get all our flowers from yeah. there. They're gorgeous. Oh my gosh, pick your yeah. own. Pick your own flowers. I, I know. It. My Marcus's parents are in town. We take them out to. to, to <laughs> it's do, an outing. Them. It's it is. It's it's so fun. And you get to go inside. They've got mm-hmm. local cheeses and all the veggies. And yesterday we were out there, and they actually uh, Noah, the their farm manager just walked us through like four or five different tomatoes cut us open and let us oh, taste them wow. this is the, the and do you know they're growing over 100 different tomatoes that's, varieties out there that's crazy oh, I was like, how many you know two dozen over 100 how do you keep track but that's what we have here we have <laughs> great grape growing great yeah. great pro, it's just it's it's a special place and it really we is. are very glad that you're here thank and you thank, i love being here well thank you for taking the time again just like this was so spontaneous and so much fun and just you know big fan of this place a big fan of you um i have a you. big smile on my face yes we're both smiling really big you guys this was so much fun Jojan, thank you so much for being on the podcast i it was such a pleasure you're welcome we'll see you soon all right see you soon <laughs>